Hi there, my name's Paul Bullion. I play Lambert in Netflix's The Witcher, and I'm here chatting with Elias on the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Boo. You it. I did it. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Paul, welcome to the cave. Hi there. Good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Uh, I've been looking forward to this interview. You know, the listeners and viewers can see you on Netflix's global hit, The Witcher. You've, had, you've done a few other pa- projects as well. But, uh, you know, before we uh, get into The Witcher, which everybody wants to hear about, uh, I want to know a little bit more about you. Like, how did you get your start in the industry? Um, I, I always um, w- was performing when I was growing up. There was a lot of um, kind of amateur dramatics uh, kind of shows going on locally. It was something that I really enjoyed. And uh, so when I finished my my secondary education, uh, I, I took it a bit more seriously and I started um, doing performing arts full-time uh, from the age of 16. Uh, and that's when I learned about drama schools in London. And when I was 19, I ended up enrolling in a musical theatre course, actually, in London. And uh, and from there, I got myself an agent and for the last uh, 11 years now, professionally, been, been working across theatre, TV and film, and I've been having uh, the time of my life. Wow. Now you reside, do you, res, do you reside in London or do you like travel back and forth between places? Uh, no, I'm in London uh, mainly. Yeah. So I've got my, my base in South London. So this is where I live and uh, I kind of operate out of here. Yeah. Where, uh, when you do the traveling, where do you like to go the most? Like, do you like to hit the US and LA, like Hollywood or Vancouver for different places? Um, so I'm, I'm yet to actually uh, work in America, um, but I've been to New York a few times uh, and I love New York. It's uh New York's kind of like London on steroids. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's a it's a great place. Uh, I love the the vibe of the place. Uh, I'm actually um, planning a, a trip to LA, um, COVID pending, kind of uh, early early 2022. Uh, so I'll get a feel for the place and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Very much looking forward to it. I do love uh, I do love working uh, in Europe. Um, I've worked in. In Budapest, I've worked in in Italy, um, in in Croatia, all beautiful places, and uh, very lucky that it's on our doorstep. Yeah. Have you had a chance to work in? Have you had a chance to work in Greece yet? That's like the new Hollywood. All of a sudden, they're filming a lot of things in Greece. Yeah, I'm from, uh, I'm from Greece. That's why I'm asking. Oh, really? You're from Greece? Yeah, oh, great. Yeah. Um, no, um, I, I'm actually yet to go to the closest I've been to Greece is uh, is, is Cyprus. Um, but uh, no, no, not 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 Greece yet. But um, it's one of those those things. Obviously, uh, in Europe, when it's so close, you end up going, oh, "I'll get there eventually." And then yeah. before you know it, it's been it's been your whole life that you've not visited the place. So um, no, I will I will be going. It's on my list. Yeah. Now I've noticed that you you mentioned theater work. You've done a lot of theater work. Where else have you you've only performed in London, pretty much theater? Or you've done it all over Europe, also. Um, so I, I did a tour of uh, the Monty Python show Spamalot, uh, my yeah. first job out of college, and uh, and that was all around the UK. And we went to we, we also took it um, to Ireland and uh, over to Italy, uh, str- strangely enough, um, which was interesting. With uh, they had subtitles, so the laughter was always delayed by about like five six seconds after you uh, after you give the punchline. Um, yeah. But no, I enjoy yeah. it. I enjoy I enjoy traveling around. Um, but yeah, I do feel very much at, at home in London. Um, I, I've I've done shows at the National Theatre, which was 
kind of a dream come true quite early on in my career. Um, and you get audiences from all over the world going to national theatre. So mm. I always enjoyed speaking to the audience members after the show. Yeah. Was TV and film the goal while you were doing theatre? Or like, how did you decide, okay, you're doing a theatre, all of a sudden you want to jump into TV and film? Um, I never had that conscious thought, really. I've always just okay. ended up going for projects that, that really interest me and excite me. Um, I, I knew that the industry was much wider than what I had trained for, obviously musical theatre. Um, it's a bit of a strange thing I find in the UK you can get typecast a bit if you stick at one kind of discipline, mm. uh, which is very different to America. You seem to find like successful kind of Broadway uh, or musical theatre performers kind of really start getting recognised and they end up getting their own shows. And, and, you know, for example, if I look at like somebody like quite recent, like Ben Platt, for example, amazing voice and uh, you see him everywhere. Um but it just doesn't seem to be working like that in the UK. So I, I just knew very early on that I had to be open to other opportunities and not just kind of streamline all my my focus in, into yeah. one kind of area of the industry. But but in saying that, I didn't actively kind of go, I'm just doing TV and film. I'm a six foot three redhead. <laughs> um, I don't fit very many things. But um, when the right part comes along, I'm, you know, I've got... I've, I've got a good chance, but it's kind of, it's kind of, I suppose, just, just the auditions that came my way. Um, that's not to say that I didn't work hard for it when the audition came, mm. but um, I, I just feel like I, for example, in theatre, if I was, you know, early on in my career, if I was going up for a lot of ensemble tracks in, in, in musicals and, 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 and shows, I'd stick out like a sore th thumb because I am six foot three with red hair. It's like yeah. I don't I don't fit an ensemble a lot of the time, um, and and I've also I've also like kind of had had strong opinions about about characters and 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 kind of the kind of characters I want to play, and it just so happens that they're in TV and film. But um, I, I still very much open uh, to to doing theatre. Awesome. Oh, do you do you still want to? While you're doing TV and film, do you still go back and do some theatre work? Do you, are you always going to stick with that? Uh, absolutely, I think it's yeah. it's so you know I, I know it's a it's a cliche that a lot of actors say, but yeah. they they are you know two different disciplines and uh, and they they require different types of stamina uh, to be able to do a show eight times a week, mm. you know, live uh, retaining all all the notes in your head. Um, I, I love it, and 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 bouncing off that that energy that's you know that's in an auditorium that's full of people that have paid to see, you can't you can't beat that kind of a, electric feeling in, in a theatre. But in saying that, you know, in 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 TV and film, it's uh, it's very creative in 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 kind of kind of a different way. You can you can kind of take more risks in the sense that if you make a mistake. You can do it again, but then at the same time, once they move on to the next shot, that's that's it. You can't change it. Then it's out of your hands, and then you don't have control of the edit. You know, unless you're one of the kind of producers on the show as well. Right. You get to that level, but you know, it's so final. You know, and often you watch stuff back and you go, "Oh, I wish I'd, I'd done that differently." <laughs> uh, and, and that's the beauty about theatre: you're constantly striving for that perfection, which also never comes but at least you can try something different the next night. I've had other guests on where they've done theater also while they're doing the TV and film. And that's the one thing they always say, it's like, yeah, you can screw up a line or two in the TV and film. You can redo it in theater. 
you better hope like if you screw up or something, your other cast member can help you come back yeah. from it. But also, yeah, it's, it's also like good luck, get yourself out of this one because <laughs> because you know it's uh, you have to yeah, it keeps you sharp. It really does keep you sharp. You know, yeah. um, I'm often the type of actor on stage. It's like please give me a prop so I know what I'm meant to be saying. <laughs> you know, give me a, give me a prop or somewhere to stand. Um, no, I love it. I love I love the creative process of you know rehearsing for five six weeks and I love the long tech days and and creating that and you know and and it's escapism for a lot of people as is TV and film. You know, a lot of people turn on Netflix and they'll binge. You know, the way they the way they watch content now they can easily binge you know eight to 12 right, hours right. in a day you know you can if you if you sit down and watch a film for three hours you go oh this is a bit long but they're happy to <laughs> they're happy to watch eight episodes of something which, <laughs> right. which is which i find amazing and uh, i think people are just looking for escapism and i love being part of that yeah so let's let's jump into the witcher how exciting has this ride been for you and like would if, if the guests and the listeners and the viewers know like uh you were casted in this before season one but you weren't on season one. You obviously appeared in season two. So tell us about that. Um, yeah. So um, it was the casting for season two or a lot of the casting for the, for the kind of regular roles in, in, in season two um, w- was done before season one was released. So season mm-hmm. one had been filmed, but um, we, we were kind of cast. Um, I think I got the offer like end of November time in uh 2019 and obviously the show came out in december uh 2019 so i i had the benefit of being able to sit down and watch season one knowing that i was joining it and uh, it was it was quite an amazing amazing feeling because i've said before when i saw that first shot of the swamp and then a little fight with the kikimura i say little fight quite brutal fight with the kikimura in the swamp i was like this is this is great <laughs> this is yeah. i can't wait yeah. to get involved and uh, and then obviously the journey became quite an emotional one with the pandemic side swiping yeah. yeah. production and you know clo- closing us down for the best part of seven months netflix made sure they had everything in place to keep everybody safe before we were allowed to go back and film uh, which they did i felt very safe but you know that it was then I always appreciate what I do um, for a living, but I had a, a deeper appreciation after seven months out of, you know, I was allowed out of my house for an hour a day with the restrictions that were in place and working out in my back garden to make sure I could still fit my costume when I went back. Um, <laughs> it was all, all these things. And, uh, you know, I was carrying a lot of bread weight from just baking all the time. So worked hard to, to get, um, to keep, keep in shape for when we started up again. And, and I, I suppose everybody, you had this energy on set when we went back. It was like, oh, yeah, we get to do what we love again today. And not that you took it for granted before, but you definitely didn't have as deep appreciation as we did um, when we went back. And and then you know when when you hit, when you hear the um, uh, the team say that's a wrap, you know it's, it is such a joyous feel. I've never felt so proud hearing those words as when we heard them on Witcher because, you know, we, we've been working so hard through the pandemic to get it done. And, uh, yeah, it was an amazing achievement. Sounds like you had goosebumps. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, you, you know, for me, it was, you know, I've always wanted to do a fantasy series. To play a part like Lambert, you know, was, was I'd say, I'd say it was a dream. And and then to to think that, that I felt like at times it could have been taken away you know, the, the pandemic could have easily halted the production altogether. And, you know, I'll just thank Netflix for 
of finding a way because uh, that would have been a hard pill to swallow as an actor to, you know, you graft and you try for so long to land these different opportunities. And this was an opportunity that I wanted to see to the end. So, yeah. So, so when you got cast for Lambert, how did you like prepare to play this? This is a huge role. And then, you know, in the books and, you know, they got the TV show and then now um, the games also, like, how do you take your take on it to prepare for to play this character? Well, like, how, much, just how very, much research did you put into it? Yeah. Well, I think it's very important to do the research. So um, through the, through the auditions, I made sure that I, I didn't, I didn't want to get too involved with, other versions of Lambert whilst I was auditioning because what, uh, whatever I was giving them was working. So I didn't want to interfere with that. I was given the right energy for the part. So once I was cast, I read uh, Blood of Elves um, and I read the short stories. Um, and then obviously I had the benefit of watching season one uh, to understand the tone that Netflix had created for, for this, you know, Lauren Hisrick and her team um, to get the tone of that. And then obviously, uh, there's no getting away from the fact that the games are, you know, extremely popular and they're, they're absolutely brilliant. So I took it upon myself, I bought Witcher 3 uh, and I started dabbling in that. And it's so good as an actor playing a Witcher to play that game because it really helps with the lore. You come across a different monster, it tells you how you can kill it and, you know, what signs to use. And, you know, it's so, so good. Um, very colourful game. Um, in terms of Lambert himself, the books, obviously Blood of Elves, it's very clear what he's like in that. Very short-tempered, sharp, sharp-tongued and, you know, hilarious to play in those moments. Um, what I didn't want to do is copy Lambert in the games because um, I, I wanted to avoid doing, you know, an impersonation. So I was there to do an interpretation. I wanted to give uh, Witcher fans something, um, a different variation and something fresh, you know. Um, so that's the, that's kind of how I approached it. And I wanted to root him in in something real and not just be like short-tempered for the sake of it. So I made him, uh, you know, very insecure. You know, he's, he's very jealous of, uh, of of Geralt and, you know, and, right. and insecure about himself. So he, and he's scared of making genuine connections with people. So that's why he's... He often like shouts down Tris or, you know, because he secretly worried about building genuine connections with these people. And in Siri, he feels threatened by this new energy that's in his home. You know, he, he, he likes what he likes and he doesn't like change. Right. And, and so that makes people react in the way that Lambert reacts. And it was very enjoyable and colourful to play. I liked it. Yeah. How much input did you have to put into the character? Like, did you bounce ideas off the, the writers and the producers or how, like, how you want to play this character? Um, yeah, I mean, that's what's brilliant. I think that's what makes Lauren and her team, you know, so good at what they do because they are open to to suggestions. And there were times where, you know, I, I might ask to drop a line um, if, if I think it could be done with a look rather than, you know, saying the line that was written or or I, I would change it slightly and say, oh, I think I think I'd say it more like this, but give the same the same kind of take on it. Um, and and yeah, and 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 often. And often they'll be they'll be up for it. I mean, the worst case. This is what I love about kind of being in a creative creative atmosphere, and, and which was very much like that with the directors and the producers. Give it a try. If it doesn't work, we'll do it again. You know, right. there's no there's no there's no point in just like shooting down an idea before you've even tried it. You know, so, so that's how that's kind of how we worked. And you know, and what was brilliant is, you know, I trusted 
it was it could have been easy to get very overwhelmed or nervous about about the the, the scenario but i i had trust that the creative team and the producers you know knew what they were doing when they gave me the role so then i've got to have confidence in myself mm. and and my own choices which uh, which i i i try to remind myself every day that i was on set so yeah it was it was great and i you know i can't i can't fault them in any way what a brilliant team they are I gotta ask, like, how much training did you do for this role? Like, like for fight scenes or for like the swords? How much sword fighting training did you have to do for this role? Um, so I've, I've done quite a bit of sword work in the past, um, okay. but I, I then I hadn't done it for a while. And my friend uh, called uh, Jonathan Holby, he runs a company called JH Fight, and he lived down the road from me in London, where I was living at the time. Um, so I said, "Oh, mate, you know." keep it to yourself but uh i've been casting the witcher and he was like mm. what he's <laughs> like wow <laughs> great so he's got loads of like uh training swords and, and and things so we used to just meet up at the park like early in the morning and people would be walking their dogs and they'll just walk past <laughs> us and we're you know doing a bit of broadsword and practicing pirouetting with the sword i just wanted to get get the style before i turned up on set so that you know rather than having a, you know 10 miles to go they only had to mm you know, maybe work with me for, for, you know, for a lot less and, uh, and I just wanted to get the style. So yeah, we did that. And then, and then it was just about, you know, kind of li listening to the fight team and, and, uh, and the, the fight choreographers when you're on set and, and, and adjusting as, you know, as we go. And it's so much fun, like fighting, <laughs> fighting essentially stuntmen in spandex because it's all CGI, but it's great. So much fun. How was it with the weather and everything being outdoors for so long too? Um, it's very strange because uh, the the scene that uh, sticks out for me is, is series a training sequence when you know Lambert throws her through the assault course and uh, and you know it's in the snow but it was it was August when we did that it was really warm <laughs> it was really warm and they had all this fake snow everywhere so um, so that 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 was pretty strange. Um, but then it was pretty cold as we got into the cold months, kind of late October, November time. We went up north. Um, we had to relocate everything to the UK because of uh, the, the pandemic. So what was meant to be in like places like Croatia ended up being Lake District in um, in the north of England, which is a beautiful part of the world. Uh, and it was freezing. <laughs> it was very cold. So uh, So, yeah, there was no... No acting involved there. <laughs> that was that was just like roll the cameras. We're freezing. It was, um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It's a beautiful part of the country, and that's a lovely part of the job when you get to go to those places. Especially, you know, for me, I hadn't been outside of London for the best part of a year mm. because of the pandemic, and then I get to go and spend a few days in the Lake District, which was a, which was a real treat, albeit confined to you know the trailer and then the location. But yeah, it's great. Mm. For, for the show now, like, what's been, like, your favorite, like, Witcher sign? Um, I mean, there's one that I like, that I like, that uh, that I've seen that I didn't get to do uh, was the Igni. Yeah, I just think it's so useful, isn't it? Fire, fire, fire is, you know, so useful to have. And I think, obviously, Geralt uses it in, um, in, a, in quite a brutal way against one of our own <laughs> so uh yeah i think it's it's quite impactful and i just think it's cool it just looks good doesn't it being able to throw fire out of your hand <laughs> the, one of my favorites that has been the one you put the target to sleep oh, I, don't yeah, why, yeah. I don't know why it's just something like yeah i'm gonna put you to sleep oh but yeah yeah it's just um 
Yeah, and anything that you can frazzle someone's mind with, you know, right. you could win any kind of any kind of debate if you could do that. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, overall, like, how was it working with the cast and uh, joining season two? How did they welcome you into the family? Um, that, that, what I love again, the casting team, Sophie Holland, the casting team. Um, they, they, you know, they make sure that they cast not only great people for the roles but they want mm. they want people they want people that they know will work well together so there's kind of like a it, it was it's an art form i think casting and i think it's not just about casting individuals it's about casting a team and and there's no ego on set so you know i just made so many friends and and people that were you know from 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 the top down you know from from um, from Hen- Henry, Anya, Freya, you know, all the way through the cast, they're just like, oh, welcome! Oh, you're playing this character, and you know, you'd chat in the in the makeup room, and you know, about things outside of of work as well. And there's a lot of co- like, the, I found a lot of people had a lot of things in common. Um, there's a lot of us that were musicians, which was a great thing to share. Joey Beatty, for example, like obviously, clearly an incredible musician. Um, but then you've also got like Basil, who's just an amazing pianist. Uh, you, you know, play, plays played Eskel, and then um, you know, I play myself. And uh, Anya can sing beautifully, and it was it was just really nice, like just being around all these creative people. And and they were just they they that comes from the casting, I think. I think they they see people that just want to to work in a team, and they get them involved. And you know, so hats off to the casting team for that. Last question on The Witcher. This has a huge following. How does it feel now, mm. like being part of this like world and uh, in, uh, interacting with like, the fans? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely. I mean, like it still like blows my mind when I get tagged in a post and someone's like mm. drawn a picture of my character, <laughs> or not even necessarily my character, just a picture of me. You go, oh, that's really sweet. I mean, they've taken time out of their day to to, to be creative and. You know, and I think Witcher inspires a lot of people, and so it's it's really it really is an honour to to be part of that title, and and uh, you know I'm committed to to it moving forward. Whatever plans they have for Lambert, you know I'm not you know I, I'm very much you know committed to it, and uh, I really believe in in the show. Um, and yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice to see you know the how people have really warmed to the the tv show i mean you know it's still number one on netflix and it's been it's been out for a week and it's not going anywhere um so uh, it's just it's just amazing to see how many people are kind of affected by the show and uh and and that's really nice because i believe that the characters do do resonate with a lot of people now what's uh what's next for you paul what's uh on your 2022 uh list that you want to accomplish 2022 uh so i would like to well you know covid pending again um i would like to 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 do a to do a play a return to theater for a, for a short run maybe a limited run maybe do three months somewhere somewhere um like it's kind of five week rehearsal and then like a a couple of months run um so i'm putting that out there i'll be actively pursuing uh different producers to see to see what's going on uh because I, I haven't done theater now for say about five years now um and and uh you can't beat that that feeling of uh of opening night so i'd, I'd love to to get back into theater briefly um in terms of of film and tv uh i can't say what it is yet but i am 
traveling to Dublin uh, next year to film another project. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of which, like I said, uh, I'm committed yeah. to, to the future of the show. And we'll see where they're going to let's see where they're going to take Lambert in the future. That's great. Uh, Paul Astley, how can the viewers and the listeners find you on social media? Uh, so I'm only on Instagram. This uh, I, I, I streamlined all my all my socials just to one. Uh, I used to be on Twitter, but um, yeah, I just found it too much to be doing all the social medias. Uh, so I'm on Instagram, and it's just at Paul Bullion. Uh, so just my name, which is oh, nice and easy on. to remember. Okay. <laughs> uh, this was great. Uh, thank you for joining me on the show, and uh, hope you have a happy New Year. Uh, and you, thank you so much for having me on. everybody thanks for listening to the man cave chronicles podcast i finally get my man cave you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram at the mcc podcast and our website the mccpodcast.com until next time